What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new Instagram Live. If you guys are tuning in here on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, thank you guys so much. We just opened up our Spotify account the other day. So before we begin, I just want to give a huge shout out to, I guess, me and Ignorance because um, we found out ways that we can, you know, make this a business, make this a way that we can have fun with each other. And we were able to do it on so many platforms, you know, so it's pretty different, you know. So Acomers just joined and we're going to go live and talk about many different things that are happening in the NBA right now. Wait. Hey guys. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to NBA Yeah. Lots of things happening in the NBA. For sure. And then we just opened our Spotify, which is actually pretty cool. I figured it out yesterday. It's like, it's, it actually, it's a pretty long process, but we're able to do it. You, probably some of you are listening on Spotify right now. So, yeah, we have a lot to talk about, about the NBA. A lot of stuff <laughs> happened this week. So, like, from now, before we go on to the major trade that happened, yeah. we can talk about what's going on from, like, when... Because we went live, I think it was like New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, and that was as soon as the season started. So we didn't really know much. But now we're seeing like who's playing well, who's not, like which stars are doing good. So yeah, like if they're playoff predictions, you know. Yeah, okay, so I'll start immediately. Um, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. let's start with, I think the biggest disappointment so far this year has been the Toronto Raptors, who are right now tied for the second worst record in the Eastern Conference. No, and they're they're actually tied second worst, but okay. <laughs> but I thought they would be at least a top six seed. I thought they would be really good, just like last year. But they're right now they're fourteenth in the conference and have not been doing well at all. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is often because because of their home. I but. Honestly, there are no fans either way. So if you're the Lakers and you're playing in L.A., there are no fans, so you can't really say much. But I think it's because of their centers. Because before, last year, they had Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol, who, who could do so much. Like, they were, like, all around rebounding, assists, a good amount of points per game. But then you bring in Aaron Baines and Alex Lynn. And honestly, I thought Aaron Baines was going to do good because he did good in Boston. And... Even though that was two years ago, but still. And he he's averaging like 1.7 points per game or something like that and no rebounds. And honestly, they have to be better on the glass. Like I think we said that in our last in our last um, podcast. Like They have to be better on the glass because this, their centers aren't helping them out and then everybody else has to do their own job with scoring points and everything. Yeah, I think that. And I think, I think their defense also hasn't been as good this year. And last year, we all know that like Nick Nurse is famous for how well he was running the Toronto defense in first the year with Kawhi, and then of course last year. And I think this year it hasn't been as good. And that's made them much worse as a team. And also, the biggest thing, honestly, Pascal Siakam has not had a good year so far, and he's supposed to be the star player. He's supposed to be the number one option, and he's just not been playing that well. I think he's only averaging around 17 points per game and not shooting the ball that well. So his down year has definitely hurt the team overall, and that's the reason why they're three and eight right now. Yeah, currently Siakam is averaging twenty points per game. Oh, 20. But, but he's actually not. He he says twenty points per game, nine rebounds, five assists. It's not, it's not bad. But I I I I, I obviously agree. For for a star player, it's not that good. But I feel like what they're doing that's a good job is. I think they're doing really good offensively, but not defensively, and like on the glass because I feel like in second chance points wise, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure about this, but I think second um, second chance points, they're not doing so well on it because like I said, they're not doing good on the rebounding glass and they can't you know, but there there have been players that are stepping up on the Raptors like Siakam is. He's not, you know, as good as he probably was last year, even though he wasn't the best last year at the end. But um, I feel like players are stepping up. Like, Nolan Powell, 
like I feel like Norman Powell and and then there's Chris Boucher too, but there's nothing about a joke about him because he's averaging. He's I think he's averaging more than Siakam is averaging. And he's gotten like what four twenty five point games a season, and he did how many? He probably played like thirty minutes in total last year or something. Like it's ridiculous because I feel like, you know, they have potential and they won two games out of the two of the three games that they won. Nick Nurse started Norman Powell instead of the center, and Norman Powell scored like twenty something points, and they won because Norman Powell is like that. He brings that aggression to the team. Like there are many players who, and it's not Nick Nurse's. It's not Nick Nurse's fault at all, because the guys who he's starting, they should be better. But you know, it doesn't look like they're doing good. But I think Nick Nurse is still doing a good, good job of putting them in when it matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, they've just gotten unlucky in some things. Like they lost by one point to the Warriors. They lost by one point to the Blazers. They lost the Sixers and Spurs by five. I mean, they, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm not trying to argue, obviously, because it's, it's just the conversation. But um, I think that you're right. But just imagine, what if they won? Like, what if they won by one point? There could have been like ten rebounds that they could have gotten, and it could have been twenty extra points. They could have destroyed the team. Yeah, and it, I feel like it's just a matter of not, not saying, oh. We're gonna. We lost by one point. Oh, that sucks. We're gonna be sad for a day or two. Then you have to move on to the next game. You have to, I guess, watch the video clip footage of their previous game. Look at. Okay, what's what's our problem here? Like, what what's what what is our team lacking? Is it rebounding? Is it defense? Is is it scoring? So yeah. Another team that I like. Another team to keep on this disappointing section. I would say that. Awesome. Like, I remember in, uh, on New Year's Eve when we had a podcast, I was talking about, oh, wow, the Hawks, they're really legit. They're going to be really good. And now they are 5-6, and six and they're not even in the playoffs. The Cavs are ahead of them, and the Hornets are ahead of them. And we, we thought this was going to be the year that they would finally you know, get good again. But so far, it doesn't really seem like that. Well, you still have 5-6. and six. That's, like, For example... Um, yesterday I was I watched Mavericks Bucks, which is a really good game. Bucks won, but then the Mavericks were two and four, and that was after our um, earlier one. And I was thinking, like, there's no way they can win. Porzingis is out. Like, there's nothing you can do about this. And then they go on a four game win streak. Porzingis is back for one of those games and one of those games. So you have three games, a three game win streak without him. So I think Mavericks actually said, okay, what do we need to improve? Luka Doncic, like, he's getting more stronger. And even though, like, he's not getting the numbers he did last season, you know, that's the whole season. And this is what, what, no, 10, 11 games, he's averaging 29, I think it's like 29, 8, and 7 or something. I'm not sure. So I think Luka Doncic... Is good. Like, Dodgers, Brazingas, they're in the places where they need to be for their team to do good. But then they have to have their other guys stepping up. Yeah, I would say, I mean, going back to the Hawks, the reason why they also haven't been good is because Trey Young, like, he, he hasn't been playing that well. He's only averaging he's only averaging 23 points right now on 40% shooting. He's shooting under 30% from three. And he's had, in this past four game, he's had two games where he scored under 10 uh, against the Jazz yesterday night. He only scored four points, one of 11 from the field. Um, that's your, your star player. He should not have performed like that. So I think Trey Young, honestly, it's a lot on him. And the fact that his production has been down this year for why the Hawks, they started off, I think, five, uh, four and two or something, and now they're five and six. The Hawks, I think they're definitely one of the reasons why they haven't been as good as Trey Young. Yeah, and it's that plus Cleveland, too. Like, it's out of nowhere. They have, like, okay players. Andre Drummond, who's an all-star. They go, like, what, 4-0, and 4-1? And now they're, like, 5-7, and I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then there have been a lot of breakout teams this year, too. I think that I'm just looking right now at the teams, and I'm thinking, like, the Warriors are doing good. And 
like when you think of it all right like it's curry it's but it's curry Draymond green like those are the only guys that you really focus on there's andrew wiggins who's like he, he's like a, a good role player like a good two-way guy and then they have james wiseman and i in my opinion Rookie of the year is determined by James Wiseman and Lonzo Ball. I don't care about Anthony Edwards. He's not. I, I haven't heard anything good of him. Like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just haven't seen anything. But for me, Omel Ball and James Wiseman, because James Wiseman is 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 he's like imagine if he was on the Raptors, for example, they wouldn't be three and eight. They would probably be like what, probably seven and four, because he's doing so good all around. Like, I'm just checking right now, and he's averaging 11 points, which I know, you know. But it's it's, a, it's actually not bad for a rookie. Eight rebounds. It, you know, imagine if the Raptors had him eight, plus, eight rebounds plus 16 to 24 points plus. Then you can kind of see, oh, it's turning around. Like, James Wiseman is getting all these like – he's – He's doing a lot for the Warriors, and then, and then they have Kelly Oubre, who is the starter. But um, he's not like he's not terrible. He's not the best. He's he's been pretty bad, I think, this year. He's shooting like, mm-hmm. so I think he's shooting like he's shooting really badly from thirty, which is not good considering that's his main. I mean, that's his main role in a Warriors team like this. Yeah, he's shooting. He's shooting nineteen percent three. And I mean, at one point, I think he was shooting under ten percent. He's bought it; it's slightly better now, but nineteen percent still nowhere near good. Right? You got Kelly Oubre on the Suns. His role was different from what it is in the Warriors. On the Suns, for, that's, for sure, for sure, yeah. He was a second or third option behind Aiton and um, and Booker, but here he probably, honestly, he's behind Curry, Wiseman, and maybe even Andrew Wiggins. Fourth right now. But yeah. Um. But when I'm thinking about the Warriors, you have um, you have Steph Curry, who's like doing really good this year. Like he's averaging what thirty one points per game now, and you have like you have him as a shooter, and then you have these other guys. Um, I don't I don't remember their names, but they're on the bench, and they can do good. Like Jordan Poole, um, Scano. Like you, you've never heard of them, but. Um, they're doing something that's really valuable to the team. Like I think those guys are the shooters of the team. Andrew Wiggins is also really solid from three-point range, so he's really good. And then I think Draymond Green, Kelly Oubre, and James Wiseman, they're, they're all doing a good job of doing of, like, um, rebounding, assists, all of these other stats that, need to, that you need to have to win a game. I think that's why their record is a winning record right now. Yeah, they're six and six. I mean, I don't really expect them to be amazing because ever since Clay got here, he's literally probably he's one third of the team. But then, and then you can just think about next year, like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, James Wiseman, Draymond Green, and then you're gonna have like Kevin Kamon Looney, you know, all these other Andrew Wiggins. That's gonna be solid. Like it's Curry, uh, Curry, Thompson, Wiggins. Wiseman Green, like that's solid. Like that's gonna that's that's gonna be a really good team. <laughs> yeah. Um. On. I mean, the people at the top. I'm not surprised at all. The Lakers, Clippers, Celtics, Bucks. I mean, I, I honestly expected that from the beginning. Like those those teams. Uh, those teams are doing fine as ever. The Lakers have won five in a row. Clippers won three in a row. Bucks four in a row. Celtics five in a row. I mean, I expected all that. I'm still I'm surprised that the Sixers are still nine and four and tied for the second best record of the conference. I thought they would honestly kind of drop off after their hot start, but it's pretty it's pretty it's good that they continue to be good because I want to see the Sixers actually make that breakthrough. I don't want to see Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid get broken up. I really like watching that team. Yeah, I think I think that the change this year is before it was like Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid leading the team, and they. You know, and then there's Tobias Harris, who helped out, and then everybody else was not, you know, not the best. And then this year, they have those guys: Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, plus Danny Green, who's a solid three-point shooter. 
like he's part of the Lakers team that like the championship. That's why they won part of him. Raptors two, Spurs like, back there, and then you have um, Steph Curry, who's like really good, a good two way player. Not not Steph Curry, but he's still really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then like there are a lot of teams that. I think the the Hornets aren't like bad at all this year. It's like, um, Olamelo Ball became the youngest guy to do a triple double this year. But the funny thing is, Lonzo did it, Markel Fultz did it, but then you're looking at them now and you're like, wait, how are these guys at the first and second picks of the draft? Thank Markel Fultz. You can't even like how is he the first pick? He's not that good. Like he's not. He's not. You know. He's a starter, but he's not that good. Yeah, but to, uh, to be fair, I thought, I mean, he got he obviously got injured, right? He's out for the season. That, yeah, I'm not saying that he's bad because he was bad at the beginning of his career. He was bad because he got injured. He injured his shoulder. Like, imagine if he didn't injure his shoulder and, you know, like, it's, it's like in the blink of an eye, something bad happens. Like, you have to be ready yeah. for You have to be ready for those situations. Yeah, it's, I mean, Harry is just kind of unlucky. I mean, if imagine if he was like he played really well in college, he deserved that number one pick. Imagine, if, imagine how good the Sixers would have been in the in twenty seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen if Markel Fultz was playing like the Markel Fultz in college and high school. I mean, they would have probably been top two seeds. They would have been making finals consistently. I mean, because Markel Fultz was a really good player, and it's unfortunate that he got hurt. Yeah, and then. The Rockets, it's kind of weird because what's happening now? Yeah, we'll talk about talk about the Rockets a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but there are a few sections. like, um, Well, now with the virus that's still being pretty serious, more NBA games are getting canceled. Like, you're, you're probably seeing this because you follow basketball, obviously. Yeah. Like, ev- every day there's, like, a game or two getting postponed because players... And I don't even know, because I feel like it's not even the players' fault. I think they're just getting it because they're playing basketball. But then they're, I feel like half the teams are getting it just because it, there's, they're, they didn't do anything. You're, you're just getting it. And then the other half is there, there's this one guy who's being stupid, and he's partying, whatever, and he's giving it. Like, for example, the Rockets, James Harden, partied, got gay code to everyone, Kyrie Irving went maskless to some kind of party, he gave it to a few guys on the Nets. And, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right, yeah, so, um, I don't really, I, I don't know, I don't know how the NBA felt about doing another bubble for this season. I can understand why they don't want to do it, but it was, it was, if they do a bubble, they operate at a huge loss, they don't make as much money. And so I can understand, I mean, the but I can understand why they didn't do it, but, the bubble was probably going to be the safest way to continue the season if they didn't want people getting COVID. Yeah, because when you're in the bubble, there were zero cases. When you're not in the bubble, there's so many cases. Like, it's insane. Yeah, because you're, 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 you're all these people who are outside doing their own thing who might not be following the restrictions, might be going in contact with other people with COVID. When you're in a bubble, you're by yourself. You're yeah, when you're in a, when you're in your, when you're in your bubble, it's your own personal space. And even if you're like not social distancing with your team, at least they're in their bubble too. So you're in the same bubble, and you're not going out anywhere. Like the restaurants, I think, like they get they got their own food there. That there's a restaurant there that they ate probably for dinner, but that was out on the campus. And then practice facilities, etc. Yeah. So I mean, but since they want to continue the season like this, I think. I think that at some point it might get bad enough where they have to say, hey, we have to stop the season for a little bit because so many, literally maybe half the teams have COVID and we, we just don't have enough teams to play games with. I, th- I think that's going to happen in the next few weeks just because, I mean, we've seen it, right? First it was the Celtics, then it was like, oh, hey, the Sixers have it, now the Magic. The Mavericks had a few pro- games postponed. And I think eventually it's just going to run through every team, the Rockets before the Nets. It's going to run through every team. And at one point, I think it's going to get so bad that they're gonna have to pause the season for a little bit and then start again. Yeah, I I think probably by the end of the winter they're gonna say I'm sorry, like it's been too much, like we're we're gonna end the season for for a month or two, and then we're gonna do a, a bubble thing again. I don't I don't think they're gonna go to or maybe not a bubble, just pause it. Yeah, probably just pause it. 
because mm-hmm. it, it spreads because so, in a basketball game it's so easy to spread to everybody right it's a physical it's a contact sport and if one person on one team has it you it's pretty likely that a bunch of people get it yeah for sure and then that's when we move on like we talk so like who will win the championship not now like before this big trade but I feel like I wanted to talk about, like, before James Harden got traded and maybe we, maybe we thought they would, the Nets would do better, who would win the championship? Like, maybe we, maybe we have a little bit more of a clear view. Because for me, I think it's going to be Lakers back-to-back. Yeah, same. Because they're doing so good. Like, it's, they're 10-3. and three. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, especially, and their team, I don't think their team's, like, really being affected by COVID that much, you know? Yeah, I don't think anybody on the Lakers has gotten COVID. And I, the reason why I think they're going to win the championship right now is because they they're, they have the number one defense in the league, right? So, which is what they said they wanted to do. They have the number one defense. And then they're also blowing. They're they're winning by a lot. They're winning convincingly, right? They, in the last four games, they beat the Rockets by 17, the Rockets by 18. I mean, the Thunder by 29. The Pelicans by almost... 20, yeah, yeah. But, but even... And the funny thing... The thing that made me laugh is yesterday um, I was I watched the beginning of the game because it was it was pretty late so I only watched like the first quarter and then and the Pelicans were up by fifteen like in the first <laughs> quarter like strong lead solid like good defense like the Pelicans are also a breakout team like I think they have good potential maybe not to be a championship or finals team obviously because they're very young but maybe like a first second round team I don't see why not like they have Brandon Ingram. They have Zion, Eric Bledsoe, who's improving a lot from Milwaukee when he was not doing good there. Yeah, they have Lonzo. They have Steven Adams. Like they have, they have everyone that can do many things. Yeah, I think they have a good, solid team, and uh, they definitely have potential. Right now, they're four and seven, but I think eventually they'll be able to they'll be able to pull it around. But I think the Lakers right now are easily one, and then probably the Clippers. Clippers have been pretty good this year too. With their they're nine and four, they've won three in a row. They've blown yeah. up. They beat the Warriors once. They beat the Pelicans. They're not. They're not doing. For sure, for sure, for sure. And then in the East, um, I don't know how good. I don't know about the Celtics because their record is eight and three right now. But they also had a bunch of games postponed, so they haven't played as much as the other team. Oh, they yeah, they haven't really played as much as some of the other teams. Yeah, like. I'm looking with like Celtics, Nets, Knicks. Like the Knicks, the thing that the thing that made me laugh is I was watching them. I think it, against Brooklyn. Yeah, I think it was like two nights ago, Friday or it was Thursday night. I think. And Julius Randle is doing good. Like you're looking at the team. Like this team sucks. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way they're making the playoffs. But then I I I just wanted to analyze it a bit because I actually. I thought that they weren't a good team, and I wanted to look at their team and see what's going on with them. And Julius Randle scored like what? He scored like seven, eighteen points in the first quarter. Like it's it's crazy. Like I'm looking right now, and Julius Randle is doing amazing. Like Julius Randle is averaging twenty four points, eleven rebounds, seven assists. Like it's crazy, you know? Yeah. And he's currently what twenty six years old, so he still has twenty. He probably has ten more years in him in the NBA. And then, and then there's and then Austin Rivers, who's also over there in New York, he's he's like oh he's a, he's a role player. But the Knicks, I feel like the I don't I don't know I feel like they don't have good chemistry because when it was the Carmelo era, um, they they knew the roster. They've been together for so many years. It was like Melo, Porzingis, Derrick Rose came at one point. And I think they had good chemistry. They got along. They played. They knew their strategy. They knew their tactics. And then I feel like now they, they traded so many players. They got so many different players from different teams. And I don't know. Like Maybe they just don't know each other well. I'm not completely sure about that. Well, I think the Knicks, they, they, the Knicks just have a weird combination of players. They have some old guys like Randall and then Austin Rivers and uh, people like Reggie Bullock, these older players. And then they have younger players like R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quigley, 
um, Mitchell Robinson, and they're all just trying to gel on this team together. This team and this organization have been dysfunctional for so many years, and they're just trying to make it work. So I, so I don't think they have that good a team, but I definitely think that they could be in a ninth seed or even a tenth seed with what they have if they somehow play. If Julian Randall continues to play well, like he's been doing, and then some of the other players on the team step up, and they they honestly have a pretty decent chance of making like a playoff, even exactly. if they don't go anywhere in the playoffs. And then what? And then there are two more teams that I'm kind of curious. Three teams. There's, we'll, we'll start with the Bucks. I'm kind of confused on what's going on there, like because the Bucks GM is, in my opinion, their GM is the smartest GM in the NBA because he or he or she, I think it's a he. He managed he managed to keep the whole team, which is perfect. And add Drew Holiday to it, and add some other role players to it who are really good. Like last season, right? They had their team. They gave Bledsoe away. I think it was this summer. So not Bledsoe, but they had their team. They added Kyle Korver, who did a lot on the three point end, and then they added Robin Lopez, who was just a, 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 a good like glass player. And then this year, they might have given away, uh, you know. I don't remember who, but they gave they, they gave away Eric Bledsoe, and then they added an even better player. So I'm kind of confused right now because I think that, like, from what I'm looking, they're second in field goal percentage, 49% from the field. They're second in three-point percentage, first in points scored, and fifth in rebounds. And I mean, they have a good record. I'm four, second in the East, really solid. Really, it is, it is solid. Giannis is averaging. I don't know. I, I think about the MVP like part of it. We can talk about next podcast because we don't really know too much yet. But Giannis is averaging twenty-seven points. Chris Middleton is averaging twenty-two. Drew Holiday is fifteen points. So, I think for the Bucks, I think the Bucks are going to be good in the regular season as usual. But it's really this team goes as far as Giannis goes because he's their best player. So I mean, when he plays really well, when he when he's doing everything, when he's in rhythm, when he's playing, he's averaging thirty. He's dropping like thirty-one and ten on everybody. I mean, they're gonna win. I mean, and that's shown by the record. Nine and four, really good. But then if he has a less than good game, or he's not able to play as well, then the Bucks are not gonna be as good. And that's what's happened in the playoffs the last few years, right? With the Raptors and then with the Heat, right? Players like Chris Middleton are there and they play well. But they're not going to be the guy that leads the team. Giannis is the one who even play well. For sure. For sure. I, I agree with you. So, uh, two more. So, I'll start with the Heat. The Heat are bad COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched them Tuesday night against Philly. Tyler Hero is currently their star player. Because... You have Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, both out. And then you have Tyler Hero, and on the rest of the starting lineup, there's Duncan Robinson, which, who's good. They have Andre Godala, and then they have all these other random players. But the funny thing is, they're doing really good. Like, their record may not be the best record, from what I see. But, you know, they're 4-6. and six. But... They had a pretty hard schedule. They played the Bucks twice, the Celtics, exactly. yeah. the, Ma- the Sixers twice, the Magic at the beginning of the season when they were really good. I mean, yeah. they they played two teams that aren't good, which were the Wizards and the Thunder. And I mean, and the funny thing is, I'm looking right now, and they they lost to the Mavs, they lost the Celtics and Sixers both times. And all those games were within five points, except they lost the Sixers by 17 points. They destroyed OKC by 30 points. And and then I think, yeah, I'm going to get December right now. December, they lost Milwaukee by like 47 points. But then they beat them. They beat the Pelicans. They beat Toronto, but that's pretty soon. Um, and then they beat the Magic by six. They lost the Magic by six, excuse me. So, this season, um, I'm not sure because you never know. Because with the virus, like, 
you never know is the season going to be canceled what's going to happen next like um i don't know i don't know the east is challenging you don't i don't know who's going to win the east this year yeah i think right well at least for me right now the east is going to be won by either the nets after the james harden trade yeah the sixers or the bucks and one of the probably for sure and you wanna you wanna talk about the deep run trade because I feel like we kind of went around it, but I think it needs to be discussed. Oh, for sure. But then there's one more team. The I... last team. <laughs> the last team is Utah Jazz. So, yeah. When I'm thinking, there's I'm currently looking up the roster. There's Rudy Gobert. There's Derek Favors, Bogdanovich, Ingles, Mitchell, another Ingles. On, oh, they're the same position. Okay, so. Joe Ingles, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, George Nyang, Udoka Azubike. Like, they have a solid lineup. Um, I feel like, I don't know what the problem is, because they're not doing, they're eight, they're eight and four right now. So they're top of the division. They're first in rebounds, 51 rebounds per game. So, yeah, I think that they could. Well, currently Joe Ingles and Mike Conley are both injured. Or is it COVID? I'm not sure it's it's just injured. So I don't know. Like, um they could be good, they couldn't they don't they don't maybe not. I feel like it's like there's like second round or yeah. I mean yeah, so the they started off four and four and they won their last four games. They beat the Bucks and they that's really a really good team that they've beaten, but they beat the Bucks by the Good, and then they beat the Cavs, Pistons, and the Hawks, and they're kind of on a roll right now. And, I mean, I think tomorrow if they beat the Nuggets, that just continues to boost their confidence as a team that can get the top. And we'll see what happens with them. I mean, they can they can be pretty good. And I, I think agree. Mm-hmm. Be, they can. I think I can see them being a top four seed. I think them, the Suns, yeah, the Suns, Clippers, Lakers, Jazz. That's going to be the top four this year, or maybe like the Mavericks. Yeah, I I totally agree. I feel like our opinions might change later because you don't know what the virus can bring you. What if this, the funny thing is, last year, before the virus hit, we 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 had a clear mind of who was going to win Lakers, but then yeah they won. But you didn't know these teams were going to do so well, and then you go into the bubble. Nugget make the conference finals. The Heat make the finals. Yeah, like it's yeah, and then like the the Nuggets beat the Jazz and Clippers. Like what? Like you know, like everyone knew like before COVID hit. It's Clippers Lakers done. You don't know. Happened. Yeah. And you, and you and you didn't know the Mavericks were gonna do so good against the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the bubble kind of things were definitely really crazy in the bubble. There are a lot of upsets and a lot of stuff that happened. So, I mean, if they go to another bubble, all of our predictions for the season, they could just go completely off the rails and be completely different. For sure. So, yeah, um, I guess now I can talk about the trade. <laughs> so, um, the man, you know, the background of the trade, right? James Harden, he was kind of fed up with the Rock after Westbrook got traded. They got John Wall. James Harden seemingly was happy with John Wall, but... You know, as the season, as we started to get into the season, he just showed that he didn't care. He didn't really show up. To, he didn't show up to training camp. Showed up late, forced half the team to go into COVID uh, protocols because of possible exposure. Um, he started playing the season, played about nine games, but then after a loss to the Lakers, he talked about how the team wasn't really good enough to make a championship run. And while he wanted to make a championship run, the team that they had and his team. Like Demarcus Cousins, and, uh, John Wall felt kind of disrespected. They felt like, you know, we got, we still have, we've only had nine games. We should continue to play, see what happens. John was like, no, I'm tired of this. And then the next day, the Rockets traded into the Nets, and there was a lot of stuff that happened. The Nets, they gave away Jared Allen. It was a four-team deal. The Nets gave away Jared Allen, Torian Prince to Cleveland, Karis Levert, and Rodion's Krooks along with three first-round draft picks and three first-round swaps to Houston. And then Victor Oladipo 
sent to Houston. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened in this deal. It was a massive deal. And of course, James Harden got sent to the Nets. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it completely flipped, I think, three teams. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, I'm looking... Like, I'm thinking about it. The Pacers got rid of their star guy. And they got Karis over... Um, well, I, th- I, think, I think they got rid of um, Victor Oladipo because Malcolm Brogdon this year, I think he's at, we just checked. I'm pretty sure he's basically taken over Victor Oladipo's role. Yeah, Victor's averaging 19. And Malcolm, Malcolm's averaging 23. So I think Malcolm Brogdon is now the, is, has kind of become the guy that... And Kara Silvert is averaging 22. So I think, I think, I think the Pacers were just like, you know... Victor Victor's injured. He's been injured. I mean, I don't know if he'll ever go back to himself from two years ago. Malcolm Brogdon's playing really well, so let's get rid of Victor Oladipo. And, yeah. Anyway, like, and also, I'm looking at Karis Levert's stats. Like, it's like 20, 28, 20, 24, 22, 43, 21, 21. Like, it's perfect. Like, they made a good decision because Karis Levert will bring it. Like, and then, like, when he played for Brooklyn, like, Kyrie Irving was out for the whole year with injuries. Kevin Durant was out with it, with Achilles. Karis Vert made them make the playoffs. If Karis Vert was not on the team, no playoffs. They wouldn't have made it. And then, yeah, Victor Oladipo to the Rockets. Well, Karis Vert went to the Rockets. Oh, wait, never mind. Wait. Yeah, they traded Victor Oladipo away. Why not? Wait, wait. No, he's, yeah, Karis Vert's on the Rockets right now. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Amazing <laughs> deal. I mean, a lot of stuff that happened. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, it's going to be John Wall. It's going to be Wall, Oladipo, Brogdon, Cousins. No, you Parker. mean Karis Levert, 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 not Brogdon. What? You mean Karis Levert, not Brogdon. No, but Karis Levert is on the Rockets. It's tough. Yeah. Karis Levert's on the Rockets, right? No, yeah, yeah. You said Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's um, it's Levert, Oladipo, um, um, John Wall, to Marcus Cousins, Peter Tucker. That's solid. Like that's gonna be better than James Harden. <laughs> I mean, yeah, James Harden was not playing well. I mean, yeah, I guess because James Harden wasn't playing well in his last four games with the Rockets. I don't think I don't think those players are better. I don't think Karis LeVert and Victor Oladipo combined is better than James Harden, honestly. Like, in terms of value to a team. But they could... If they Like, James Harden did, obviously didn't want to be there. So, he obviously, was, he wasn't trying. He wasn't playing well on purpose in his last few games with the Rockets. And I think Karis LeVert and Victor Oladipo will be like, oh, let's actually try. Let's try and make the playoffs this year. And that's why they'll be better for you. Mm-hmm. I'm currently looking... Yeah, so, um, Brooklyn acquired James Harden. Karis Levert, Dante Exum, Rodin Karuks, or Karuks, um, and they went to the Rockets. Jarrett Allen, Torian Prince went to the Cavs. I think... Huh, I'm kind of questionable about the Cavs because you have um, you have Andre Drummond. I feel like um, Jarrett Allen would be a very good backup center for him. Or even a starter, a fellow starter with him for power forward. And well, then, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, right? Because the, they, they now have Andre Drummond, Jared Allen, JaVale McGee, Larry Nance Jr., all of these big men, Kevin Love. They have so many big men. I mean, the Cavs have two big men starting already, and they always run two big men lineups, so it's not your problem. But I definitely think Jared Allen should be starting over which should be playing over JaVale McGee. And I don't know, Andre Drummond's been playing really well, but I mean I would want Jared Allen to develop, maybe even become a better player in the future. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Torian Torian I think I feel like Torian Prince is like a you know like an or around guy. Torian Prince actually I think he knows me because he's looking at a few of my Instagram stories, but um no but Torian Prince like I don't know, I feel because he was like the star in Atlanta, like I don't know, three years ago. He was actually, I don't know, but he was. Well, he wasn't a star, but yeah, but he was like really good. 
he, he's putting up solid numbers. Yeah, he put he put up a lot of numbers there. Um, but yeah, I guess now we can move on to the actual main part of the trade, James Harden. And the Nets. What do you think? Do you think the Nets will? I think the Nets will either fail or they'll make the finals. Like there's no injury. Exactly. Yeah. For me, it's like Nets either fail, like they like they can't. I don't know because I feel like the Nets. It'll go. It go two ways. The first way is they make the finals. They have a pretty good chance to the for the Lakers, or they will lose to the, um, they will lose early in the playoffs. I think they're definitely a playoff team, but I don't know what, what's going to happen there. Like I'm looking at their roster. It's Bruce Brown, Nicholas Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, Jeff Green, James Harden, Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, Tyron Johnson, DeAndre Jordan, Reggie Perry, Landry Shamit. So it's not just Harden, Durant, Irving. Like there's Landry Shamit, who's awesome at shooting the ball. DeAndre Jordan, who's who's probably going to be their starting center. Tyler Johnson, who was like a really he was like decent in Miami a few years ago. Joe Harris, who's like a three point contest winner. Jeff Green, Spencer Dinwiddie, who did really good last year. Bruce Brown, like Bruce Brown, Chris Choza, and Nicholas Claxton. Like obviously, they're probably not going to do much, but they're um, they did really good. And like when the Nets were out with COVID. Like they did really good. They had really good numbers there. Yeah, I think I think I think the Rock. I mean, sorry, the Nets. They have like they have. It really depends on how well they all. We. I mean, I don't know when we're going to see all three of them playing together. But James Harden and KD are probably playing together soon. But Kyrie. Well, go, is, well James Harden and KD are playing tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. It's gonna yeah, be exciting. Same, same, same. But, you know, Kyrie. We don't know what's going on with Kyrie. He's just like. But. I don't even know, but Kyrie, I don't think he, he's not mad about anything. He's not, I don't think he's mad about, yeah, he's not mad, he's not mad about James Harden and Kevin Durant being together. No, of course not, no, but. Kind of left basketball the last few games. He just didn't really say anything to the Nets or anything. That's why, right, if Kyrie can just do that, he's not going to be, their relationship is going to worsen, obviously. Yeah, for sure. But then. Hmm. But then you have you have those three. I think Kyrie Irving is just just went when it's like he he was masked to us. He didn't have a mask on at a birthday party, and he got COVID credit. Not not on the birthday. Party. I don't know. Uh, hmm. I don't really know, but I I know that right now right now the NBA is investigating because he went to his apparently he went to his sister's birthday party right now of. Uh, few days ago, the NBA just investigated that, and he hasn't been playing. He's been out for personal reasons or something. So, I don't really know what's going on there. Yeah, he got fined. Like, he got fined like a lot of money, man. Yeah, like he got uh, he got fined like probably fifty grand, like twice. Oh my god! Yeah, it's saying that Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's COVID-19 protocol violation will cost him a $50,000 fine and over $800,000 in forfeited salary. Yeah, because we don't play, lose, right? I feel like now he has to be, like, all the other players in the NBA have to be careful. You don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. But do you think, what do you, how do you think the Nets are going to do this year? Well, like I said, it's either either. It'll be either Nets make the finals or they don't it doesn't go the way they wanted to and they lose in the early rounds. I think I think it's a definite second round for the Nets. Yeah. Conference finals or finals, they just have to figure I think I think in our, in our next podcast in a couple of weeks we're gonna finally be able to tell. Because I feel like Harden's gonna be back. Durant's going to be back. Well, Durant is there. Irving's going to be back. So I think, and I think then we're going to have a good, like, a good vision of who's going to do good there. If they have the chemistry, if they're, you know. Okay, let me ask you this. If the Nets make the finals and they play the Lakers, who is going to win that? The Nets or the Lakers? Who would win? Oh, God. 
I'll have to think about that because I don't know. I I think the Lakers, you already know, they're probably not trading anybody in the deadline because they already have a good lineup. Um, so I think they're going to stick to their lineup, which is a solid lineup. Um, I feel like the Nets, I'll have to see more of how they're going to be doing the next few games. But then I feel like it's going to be sort of like a Miami Heat game. Miami Heat. But um, except Jimmy Butler will be subbed out by one of those three stars. And they're going to have more. I think, I, think, I don't know. I feel like it'll be a six or seven game series. I'll, com- I'll be completely, completely honest with you. One team's going to win in six or seven games. Yeah, I mean, right now we just, it's just, we don't know how the Nets look once they, when, when, like, once James Harden, all three are playing together. And we know how the Lakers are looking. They're dominating the league. They're playing through well. They're looking like they're going to be champions again. But Nets, we just don't know yet. So I don't, yeah, honestly, I don't think we can make a prediction about who in the finals yet. Yeah. For sure. But how much do you think this move affects the other Eastern Conference like other contenders? How do you think the Nets getting James Harden affect the Bucks or the um or the Sixers? Because right, the Bucks, Giannis, Giannis just re-signed with them, and he obviously that they can make the finals, right? Yeah. He just want, he doesn't want he doesn't want the Bucks to fall again before the finals. So do you think that Harden becoming a Net stops the Bucks and reduces their chances? Honestly, I don't think so. Um, like we were saying, it's either either for Brooklyn. I think that the most likely situation would be Nets Bucks in the conference finals, unless the seeding changes. I think it'll be probably number one Bucks, number two Nets, mm-hmm. because I think Bucks are just good. I feel like the Bucks are just really good in the season. And the Buck, like every year they're, they're number one, they keep winning games, and then the Nets are second seed, so they're solid. Yeah. I feel like the Nets are going to be like a Raptor team this year. Like, underdogs at first, they get a good player in the, in the trade, like in the trades part of it, and then they go on, be the underdogs, and have a good chance of winning. They may not win in six games against the Lakers, but I think that they'll be pretty decent. Yeah, I think they'll be. I think they'll be good this year. But I mean, it was such a crazy trade. We already we knew James Harden. We know that the possibility of it happening was there for probably the past month and a half. But the fact that it happened, I think that still surprised me. I thought I thought Harden was going to stand for the Rockets at least until All Star break. For I mean, sure. the, the well, trade you, you don't know when the All Star break is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the trade deadline. You know, I think I thought they were going to try and have him play out, but you know, after nine games, they were like, "All right, let's get him out of here. He's not." Not here anymore, and yeah. you know, I, feel that, that, I feel like that brings them to a whole new situation. Like, what's going to go on with the All Star game this year? Because right now it says they canceled the All Star game. Um, I don't know. I feel like they did. It, I think. I think it's smart because one, probably lots of people will want to go to the games. It would be players from different teams, and that would affect the virus too. So, yeah, I think that. Um, it, it's, it's a good decision that it's not going to happen. I think next year in Indianapolis or where, wherever it's going to be, Chicago, or where, I don't remember where, but I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think the new format also is really good where they have format from the 2019 also game. I think that was perfect. I mean, 2020, I should Yeah. It was, and I just, I just really want to see more of that because that was a really good game out of Oh yeah, twenty twenty All Star. Yeah, we watched it. Together. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, the twenty twenty All Star game was actually a really good game. Um, yeah, because now in the NBA you have all these veterans that are like, really good, and then and then you have rookies who are rising stars. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. We'll continue to see what happens with. Teams, probably two weeks from now, make another podcast update you. I'm really excited to see how James Harden is going to do on the Nets because that that really completely changes how things are supposed to go. All right, we already thought that the Nets were going to be in the finals. They get literally a top five player. Does that increase the decrease? We don't know. We'll see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
And then, yeah, because it's, it's really exciting because, like I said, there's veterans like Curry, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Harden, Irving, I don't know. And then there are all these rising stars like Giannis is still relatively young. Anthony Davis is also relatively young. There's Luka Doncic, Trey Young, John Morant, Zion. There's um, there was um, James Wiseman, Lamelo Ball, Alonzo Ball, like Brandon Ingram. Like you have so many. I can name it. Like I can name the whole list. But, but, you know, like it's really exciting because anybody could probably two two years from now we're gonna be like, oh, anybody can win. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, we'll see what happens. And yeah, I feel like every. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like you know, we'll see what happens. Update it as it goes on, right? Yep. Yeah, and then, like I feel like in the past years, you knew who's gonna win. It's me, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Spurs, Heat, Spurs, Heat, Spurs. Yeah. Like every single year, you're like, oh, okay, I know who's gonna make the finals. I know who's gonna win. But and then last year. Lakers Heat, you didn't expect the, the Heat to make it. 2019, you didn't expect the Raptors to make it. And this year, what is something bad? What, what if something else happens? What if it's like, what if it's not the Lakers? What if something? What, what if someone else makes it? You know? Yeah, I mean, I like how I like how like on how pair like how level the NBA is right now. It's really exciting to see what's gonna happen. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Thank you for coming on. Yes, yeah, for for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it was good talking to you. Another another long and really good conversation. So we'll pick it up probably in a couple of a couple of weeks in our next podcast. All right. See you, Daniel. All right. See you. Have a good one. Yeah. You too. All right, everybody. That will end the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. If you guys are listening on YouTube. Instagram or Spotify. Thank you guys so much. We just opened our Spotify account earlier. We'll probably post this a few weeks after the podcast on Spotify. So if you guys are listening on Spotify right now, if you guys would have wanted to listen to it earlier, I always go on my Instagram and I always notify when we're on we're doing lives. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Enjoy. Have a good weekend. Stay safe.